Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Spooked. The Improvised Scary Story Podcast. I'm Cody Crane. Just me today. No Damien. Damien is sick. He's on his deathbed right now. Um, send your uh, well wishes to him. Uh, send him some flowers. Um, send them to every hospital, because I'm not sure which hospital he's at. I didn't visit him. But I'm worried. I'm worried. I want my special little boy back here. I don't have anyone to uh, start the podcast with and give smooches to. And I'm... I'm sad. I hope my I hope I hope I hope that Damien is still alive as we speak. I haven't checked in in a while, so hopefully he's alive and well. But it's not all about Damien, you selfish prick. <laughs> it's about our guest here today. Because we have actor, comedian, director, writer. He does it all, man. We got Nigel Downer here. Hey, What's up, y'all? Listen, I brought a huge bouquet of flowers. I have no idea where to send them. So let me know where I can send them, um, and I will do that forthwith. I would I would say that I would forward them to the hospital for you, but I did my one mandatory visit, like, and I can't do more than I that. I know. Isn't it weird that they put a stipulation on how many times you can visit, which is just one? Yeah. Like, <laughs> one time? Yeah, That's you're it? like, p- pick when you want it. Do you want it at the start when you're not sure what's going to happen? Or, and waste it, or do down the line. That, yeah, do you want it at the end when you already know what's happened? Yeah. <laughs> and he's got one last breath to give yeah. you his dying wish. At least you're certain. Yeah. Uh, Nigel, it's great to have you back. Um, we just got back from uh, filming together, which I think we can like talk about and everything like that. I think yeah. we can say that on the 15th of february so just in a couple weeks uh ghost season three happens we're down in the basement first episode we're there yeah it's uh it's so much fun mm-hmm. it is so much fun uh yeah when we shot man we had the whole color ghost gang together and we were just like hanging out uh joking and looking as dead as possible uh meal as me as as pale as they could make a brother look, uh, <laughs> you know, you as happy as they could make you look. Yeah, uh, you're they very did. jolly fellow. And they did, they taped my cheeks up and so <laughs> that I was always doing a smile. So, <laughs> they're crazy in that place. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you, uh, make sure you tune in, man. Feb 15. So Feb 15 from whatever this drop date is, go, go check it out. That, that was a fun episode for us, too. Like, we're probably our most involvement i would say in an episode i think you're right yeah th- uh, thus far and uh, it was a really good time i'm excited for this uh, season to come out and obviously we just got done filming another episode so Man. we're around we're around yeah we're around <laughs> some of us are talking some of us aren't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh wink wink nudge nudge yeah. <laughs> um I uh, I love it though, and I love uh, we knew each other a little bit before uh, mm-hmm. Ghosts and everything like that. But uh, it's been great uh, getting closer to you uh, through uh, working together for uh, 
three years now. Yeah, man, which we are so lucky. I don't want to speak for you, but I feel very blessed and very lucky. I know it's very cliche to say, but it's, it's you know, you want to express a little bit of gratitude because it's, it's great when you get that email from your agent or that text or whatever it is, whatever form of communication mm-hmm. um, saying, here's the gig and you know what it is, you know what it requires of you. And they're always just happy to have you back. Yeah, everyone's so nice. The yeah. crews are so happy there. It's Yeah, yeah it's a, a really fun set to be a part of. And, like, every time I'm on there, I'm like, well, this is my last one. I got this many under the belt, you know? Like, we did it. I do the same thing. Yeah. I do the same thing. I'm like, well, this could be my last one. So, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody. T- Appreciate you. Yeah. Just <laughs> say your goodbyes like you're never going to see them again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, Nigel, it's been a while since you've been on. Mm-hmm. And um, Weary play ghosts, but I got to ask you, how are you feeling about ghosts and the paranormal in general? Are you a ghost believer? I can't remember. Right. So I remember you asked me this Mm -hmm. first, this this question, and I was, I think I was a stern no out the gate. And then I didn't turn, but I kind of was like, well, there has been instances where I've felt a presence. Yeah, I slipped you a $5 bill under the table. So it was 10, but yes, uh, (laughs) you slipped me some money under the table. And uh, again, like I said, I didn't turn, but there was instances where I'm like, I don't know, man, maybe I get a lot of, um, I have a lot of dreams that have people that have have since passed in them. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, it's. It's sad and happy at the same time, obviously, because you you know you, the sad, the memories of that of, of these people or that person, and then you know, but then the jubilation of remembering them so fondly. Mm-hmm. Um, again, these are dreams, so it's not like a physical thing. I'm never like in the house, and then I feel somebody you know touch my shoulder, and they're like, "Hey, your Disney Plus subscription is about to expire." <laughs> you know what I mean? I never get anything like that, but yeah. Oh man. i know right now you're like oh is my disney plus subscription i was like oh god damn i better check that out (laughs) but yeah i don't think so i think at the end of the day i don't think i believe in ghosts Hmm. yeah i mean i did get an email from uh cbs they said legally we have to believe in them now (laughs) oh okay well then uh they they handed me more than ten dollars so i will uh say (laughs) i believe in ghosts (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) Yeah, well, I I mean, this is a kind of a perfect dynamic. You uh, uh, being uh, um, a non-ghost believer, but seeming more open to it than my typical co-host. So, <laughs> I have a BuzzFeed list here. Okay. And I got to run by some uh, 23 creepy real-life stories people have shared in October 2023. Wow, okay. So, I mean, I, it took me a while to find this list. It took me a few months. <laughs> It's good BuzzFeed, so of yeah. course it would. Yeah, they got a different, uh, <laughs> 10 different quizzes every day. So how am I supposed to find all this? Uh, but I'm going to run some of these ghost uh, stories by you, see what you think, and maybe it will change your opinion on everything. Okay, okay. And you'll be a ghost believer. Okay, let's see how much money you got to slip under the table. Yeah. <laughs> I did um, think that I had like a, a, a paranormal experience. Um. Kind of, because uh, as you know, um, and maybe the listeners don't know this, but I do collect signed Funko Pops. And mm-hmm. I saw uh, someone had a signed Biggie Funko Pop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it must be a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> must have been his ghost signing it. 
But then it turns out it was like that movie that didn't really do very well about him. It was right. like the actor that played him. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, wow. oh, I was like, I racked my brain for weeks about it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> How did this even happen? Yeah, who is trying? What are they trying to pull? And then I was like, oh, okay, I don't want that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even see the movie. I saw the trailer, and I was like, hey, good for them. And then that was that was about the extent of my enthusiasm. For yeah. That movie. It's funny because I'm like a big music biopic guy too. Mm. Like I like a lot of them. Right. Um, I'm a sucker for it. But for some reason, I don't know, maybe like that one just kind of like slipped under the radar. It was shot in like a really like kind of moody way. It uh-huh. felt like, like looking at the poster and everything. I yeah, was it was like, like a music video. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I don't know. It was definitely like a no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Okay. So, first story. This is the first one that BuzzFeed uh, put as their number one. Okay. So it's got to be good. They're kicking off with it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm basing it off of them. I have not pre-read these. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is How much w- work do you want me to put in? <laughs> okay. So, Nigel, here we go. Yeah. My parents bought a house in the middle of nowhere. The original owner of the house died by suicide in the garage. The next man who owned the house rented the house to a friend. The friend, while living in the house, um, the man then sold, or the friend died while living in the house. Okay. The man then sold the house to my parents. He died two weeks after my parents closed on the house. Before moving in, my dad befriended a couple in town. After hearing about the house, the wife insisted on coming by and smudging the place. My dad didn't believe in any of the nonsense about the house being haunted or... Uh, having bad juju, but he let her sage anyway. They That didn't do any good, though, because my dad died very unexpectedly a few months later in a freak accident at the house. My mom sold the house to a young couple who I'm hoping don't have horrible luck with the place. If I had the extra money laying around, I would have bought the damn thing for my mom just to light it on fire. Wow. <clears throat> So there's three deaths in this house. There's yeah. the suicide, the next person that bought it that then died in the house yeah. unexpectedly. And th- oh no, four, because then yeah. there's the people that sold the house and died 2 weeks after before right. it closed or after it closed and then her dad died. Right. I mean, sometimes it's just bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, did anybody check? Like, what was the mortgage payments like? You know, maybe that just, maybe that stopped people's hearts in their tracks. Except for the suicide thing. Well, no, maybe the suicide thing was like, I can't, I can't pay for this. Yeah. You know saw I mean? the first bill. Yeah. Heart like, explodes. Yeah. He's like, this is a wrap, you know? And then the other guy selling it saw how little he got from the house compared to what he spent over the years. <laughs> heart explodes. Yeah, heart explodes. I mean, I think that we've already figured out exactly what happened to all these people. Um, yeah, that's wild, man. That is wild. I can understand why you're like, something is going on here at that point. Sure, yeah. You know, like, for, how many in a row do you take before you're like, okay, maybe we should, like, think twice about this? I agree, yeah. And it definitely, the answer obviously isn't four. <laughs> yeah, it's less. Because that's less. not, that's, yeah, because they're not doing it now. Like, I mean, or, I mean, listen, we don't know, but, um, yeah, that's, that's, there's something, something's got to be done in that house. Like, it's got to be torn down and maybe put, maybe just make it into a community garden. Or maybe let that 
poor woman that just wants to smudge it, smudge it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, girl, do smudge. Just smudge. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, do whatever you got to do because uh, that's, yeah, that's a bad mojo in that house for sure. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I mean, it's, it's rough that the dad didn't believe it and then two months later, dead. It's like, yeah. oh, that's all you had to do is believe, bro. That's classic, too. Probably the mom believed it. Yeah. Because she didn't say anything about the mom's perspective, True. but the dad was the one that hard didn't believe it. Dad's just believe. Yeah, it's all every horror movie too. It's the dad that doesn't believe every always, time. Always, yeah, always. Oh, sad, tragic. Yeah. Where was it? Did we? Did, you, did it say whereabouts? Was it in the states or was it in Canada? I feel like this is the states. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All Good. right, moving on. When I was seventeen and a foster kid living in Oakland. The family I stayed with had this old, typical San Francisco-style two-story house with wood floors. One night, I went to the bathroom that was right in front of the stairs on the first floor. As I was about to walk back upstairs, I saw the bottom of a lady's long white gown at the top of the stairs. I thought it was the foster mom or sister and asked if they wanted me to leave the light on in the bathroom for them. No response. The gown just turned and went down the hallway. I thought it must have been my foster sister sleepwalking because she was still little, like 10 or 11, and didn't and did that sometimes. I went upstairs and peeked in the parents' room. They were both snoring. I went back to our room where my sister was dead asleep in the bed wearing a Raiders t-shirt. Raiders t-shirt. Yeah, Oakland. Yeah. yeah. That dates it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was freaked out and quickly closed our door to the hallway as I suddenly realized that there was no sound of footsteps walking on the wood floor. I hopped in bed and hid under my blanket for the rest of the night. And scene, eh? And then that's yeah, it? that's it. Hmm. There's always a classic wardrobe to these things. You know, these ghost stories, yeah. there's always like, you know, uh, uh, what would that be? Like a 16th century kind of like, you know, yeah. look or something. Um, a gown. So just the bottom of the gown that was just moving. Hmm. I don't know. That one's tough, too, because there's just not enough information like nothing else happens how big was the raider's shirt that (laughs) could it have been a flowing raider's shirt (laughs) yeah was it a vintage raider's shirt or was it your modern was it her dad's raider's shirt that's really big yeah Yeah. did she alter it like you know was it a t-shirt but now like you know she extended it who knows um (laughs) yeah and then let's talk about both of the uh adults or the parents in this situation Mm -hmm. both snoring both of them snore that's a that's an aggressive that's an aggressive coupling. Like I mean, if both of you guys snore, yeah. then it's like I guess you guys just cancel each other out so you can get a good sleep. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're a snorer, you feel better when your partner also snores, yeah. so you know that they're you're not bothering. Yeah, them. You're yeah. Like oh, we both do it. Right. So they're so they're kind of non a non factor here. I mean, but maybe maybe one of the parents, you know, took a took a a kitchen you know cloth or something or something that resembles a gown and kind of was like sweeping it on the top of the stairs for fun yeah you know and then by the time the kid was like what and comes upstairs they just jump into bed and, like, oh, and yeah. pretend to snore you know it, what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't believe that one well <laughs> that you believe the other one more you don't believe in ghosts but you do believe that it could be cursed uh, yeah yeah i do believe in deaths yeah like, i mean i don't believe in like a, a swooping gowns over yeah. a staircase <laughs> i i think that uh what i do like about this story is that there's little 
what was your questions after the last one? Like, when was this thing? When, uh, right. like, what, where was it? And it was it in America. This yeah. one immediately, like in Oakland. Oakland yeah. <laughs> and then it says an Oakland Raiders shirt, and yeah. you're like, okay, I got the time period now. <laughs> this this story filled us in with little tidbits yeah. where you could figure out the rest. Absolutely, but then just had me started thinking about the Super Bowl and like football. I was like, oh no, I gotta get back to this. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in the podcast. Started fantasizing uh, yeah. about what's gonna happen in the Super Bowl. It's getting so close. <laughs> so close. So close. I'm sorry to do that to you. <laughs> oh man. All right, here we go. Here's uh, number three. This this one I think you can get behind. My dad was good friends with the Green River Killer. Wow. I mean, it doesn't have a ring to it, but it's just the, <laughs> you put Green River, that's kind of gross, and then Killer, you're like, well, that's real gross. Yeah, I don't know who this guy is, but I have an idea. Yeah, it could be a Marvel superhero villain. <laughs> they ate lunch together every day for 10 years while he, unbeknownst to my dad, had dead women in the back of his pickup in the Kenworth parking lot. Wow, this is loaded, okay? Nobody at the church knew either. Okay. <laughs> he could be one of the most prolific serial killers in American history if he actually killed as many women as he claimed. All right, here we go. There's another killer trying to get the, to try to get the title, okay? If, well, it seems they're like, I doubt he killed that many. Yeah. You never hear that, right? No. You, you usually hear, like... The other side of it, you know, like, I <laughs> know, <laughs> man. You, I feel like you always hear the facts, like, you always hear that. But if, if they killed as many people as we thought they've killed, you know, then it's always it's always up for debate. But I, I, I feel like we hear that all the time. No, but he's claiming he's killed more, and they're like, well, I don't know if he's done. It. Oh, he's he's claiming, yeah, that. yeah, okay, okay, he's okay. claiming it. Got it. Usually it's like, I bet he's killed more than that, right? But yeah, this yeah, one's yeah. like, I doubt it, he's full of shit. <laughs> He was at lunch with my uh, dad every day for 10 years. At church, yeah, I love it. Um, Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer, was convicted of 49 murders, but claims the number is actually closer to 80. Whoa, my guy's doubling up, huh? Yeah, you can see a picture of him. Oh, boy. Yeah. He doesn't, okay, so description. So he he really just looks like a suburban dad. Brown hair, brown mustache. It's not creepy at all, really. Glasses that are very, you know, regular, very average white guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. But I, but you can see the creep factor in there, though. Yeah, yeah. every an everyday churchgoer. Yeah, murders eighty people. Huh. Okay. Huh. Well, what do you think? Huh. Okay. Surprising. Huh. Is it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, forty nine murders. But can you imagine like just stepping up during b- before the conviction? Like they're making the call. The judge is up there. He's ready to drop the hammer. He's like, actually, it was eighty. <laughs> yeah. On, on uh. Yeah. How was it? Forty nine. Right. Yeah. On forty nine counts. Oh, uh, excuse me, Your Honor. <laughs> I'm I'm so sorry. I just listen. You guys have been saying forty nine this whole time, and I just I really just want to make sure we're clear. It's actually eighty six. <laughs> just want to set the record straight. Okay, okay, eighty-six. Everybody, jury. Okay, great. Carry on. <laughs> like who? Yeah, who would do that? So th- this one's not even a paranormal story, though. But just like a creepy, couldn't because this is one of the scariest things, right? Because if you're eating lunch with everyone f- or with a guy for ten years, you're going after church, you're eating yeah. lunch every day. Yeah, ten years. Yeah, and then you find out that this person's been murdering this whole time. Yeah. 
I think like, man, it's just, it's so crazy to me because like, I'm thinking about just like my perspective of like going to lunch Mm -hmm. and like, if you're having like a a lunch together, like we went to brunch together, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you every single thing I know just to keep like, you know, like conversation and everything. You're like still talking. You're like, you want to tell everything you did. So how can you leave what would be so time consuming? I would imagine. Probably. Yeah. But it's also scary because you think you know somebody and then they murdered 80 people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, what does this guy eat for lunch? What are they eating? He just got him sandwiches? Yeah. Like, is it a quick meal? Like, I guess I'm asking because it's a quick meal. So he just doesn't want to get into the details of how many people he's murdered. Lunch could be a church lunch. Could be oh, just yeah, like, so a, like a buffet or something. Yeah, probably like, like a, a dine. Luck. Maybe a dine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get a hot beef sandwich every day. Oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> something wet. Yeah. <laughs> so disgusting. This is the most wet sandwich yeah. you can think of. It just sits in your stomach. Yeah. Oh, man. Let's, let's do another one here. Okay. Um... Because obviously, I don't know. Do you believe this guy killed as many people as he said? I guess it's the other ones. I can be like, do you believe in the paranormal of this? But this one's like, do you believe the guy killed thirty-one more people than he they're convicting him of? I guess. Yeah, wild, wild. Does he? I don't know if I don't know if I do. I. I guess it, that could be someone that just like. I don't know. We. I think we would know. Um, people that would be like you know like confidently be like oh i've actually like we're just acting like oh i've actually said like uh 67 lines in this thing <laughs> you check their imdb you're yeah. like oh he has said 67 <laughs> lines <laughs> they have a line count in imdb um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah like um, I guess it depends on this dude. For me, it would depend on this dude's demeanor. Like, do does like what's his personality like? Does he does he feel like he is telling the truth in such a fashion? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or 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 can I do a psych eval and be like, oh yeah, this guy for sure just fabricating and making mm-hmm. him sad because he just wants the title of the most. I mean, because he's got yeah. the title of a cool name. I mean, the Green River. Green River Killer. Yeah. I mean, that's like, yeah. It's okay. Killer. Wet name for a yeah. wet sandwich man. <laughs> Who gave him that name? Who gave it? How did it? Green River. And he, he probably these, gave it to himself. Yeah, because he had these bodies in the trunk. Uh, of, or in, the, of in his truck. In his pickup truck. Yeah, he had them, I guess, in there. Ain't that going to stink? Ain't it going to smell after a while? Well, I'm sure that's how they maybe found him. He's a tarp. He's a tarp. Yeah. Seems like he was proud of it, so I don't know. Yeah. Fuck him. Interesting. Here's another one for you. As a kid, I grew up on a street that was newly developed. There was a vacant lot across the road that led down a hill to a river. I had a reoccurring nightmare that me and my brother were in the lot picking up rubbish. I'd get to the riverbank, look in the water, and a red demon, traditional devil-looking character, would drag me into the water to drown. I'd wake up terrified. This happened a lot when I was a kid. But as I got older, the dream stopped and I didn't really mention it to anyone. Fast forward many years later and my five-year-old daughter wakes up crying from a bad dream. I comfort her and ask her if she wanted to tell me what the dream was about. She tells me I was in a field picking flowers and I got close to the river and a red devil dragged me in. 
I didn't know what to say. It sounded just like my dream when I was a kid. She has had the same dream a few times since as well. So, a father and daughter basically have the same dream. That's what we're talking about here? Yeah. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. That's kind of creepy. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of that. I mean, it's it's... It could be coincidence, too. I mean, it could be because it could be that game, like, you know, that improv game where it's like, cool, we're going to say the same thing and we're going to say it on the count of three, then say what the thing is, right? Yeah. Sure, man. Like, nine times out of ten, it's going to be a different thing. Doing improv games with your daughter Yeah, constantly. yeah, but maybe, maybe you know, maybe it's like the one time it's like, okay, babe, in, in the count of three, you tell me where your dream is and I'll tell you what my dream is and we'll see if it's the same. And <laughs> It's just like word for word the same. Maybe. I don't know. For some reason that made me think of just like being like the intense like sports dad, but instead of sports dad, you're like the intense improv dad. And you're like, okay, we get home two o'clock, zip zap zop, then we go in yeah. <laughs> into, into word training. We uh, uh, we're gonna pass the energy around, and then after we're nice and warmed up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> building the ultimate improviser. <laughs> yeah, then we're going to play I Am, uh, okay? All right, I know there's only two of us, but we'll, we'll still do it, okay? Yeah, man, that's that's wild. I mean, that's the kind of thing where they could go into literature together. Maybe they start writing some books, some series of novels. Yeah. Because then it's like, who needs an editor when your daughter or your dad knows exactly what you're thinking because he, he had the same or they had the same dream, you know what I mean? I don't know. Weird idea, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, uh, it's... It's interesting that you would have the same reoccurring dream as your kid. But, I mean, I guess my mindset immediately goes to, well, you're an adult. You're fine. Nothing happened to you as a kid. So don't worry about it. <laughs> go back to bed. Yeah, go back to bed. It's just a dream. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it's just one of those weird and what, cause things like that. I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I mean, I feel like things like that kind of happen all the time in terms of, you know, families, fathers, daughters, uh, uh, mothers, sons, and then vice versa, mothers, daughters having similar experiences in all kinds of things. But it only happens maybe one time. Yeah. I wish I could give a, a, a definitive example, but just like, is this the kind of thing where? You know, a mother, uh, she ate a meal of food at this certain particular age. Maybe she was the age of eight. She loved that food, but then by the time she was 10, she hated it. Is that the same thing where all of a sudden she has a kid and that, you know, that son likes the same food at the same age, eight, and then by 10, he hates it too? Like, I, I know that's a little far-fetched and, like, might have a lot of holes in that story. Whatever, watch a movie. They've got holes in them all the time. But, like, is that the same kind of thing where it just happens to be happenstance that one mm -hmm. time and then it's you know what i mean regardless it's, it, it is kind of spooky it is kind of wild yeah yeah you would you would definitely think about it and be like oh man yeah like, we're seeing this like creatures this creature following the family somehow yeah, and, like, yeah. but at the same time once again i'm thinking like what do you do? and she also said the dreams were the same but i do want to point out mm -hmm. that the daughter um was picking flowers mm -hmm. and parent was picking up garbage. <laughs> so a little different. Listen, I mean, who, who are we to speak on, you know, one's person's treasures and other person's trash, I guess, you know, yeah. like, 
That's that's the difference between the values of this new generation. <laughs> we were picking up trash, you helping hard, out the community. Hard working, man. Yeah. Hard working. You, you out here just frolicking and just picking yeah. up some willy-nilly flowers? Oh, my God. Get to work, kid. Yeah, man. Go back to bed. <laughs> um, so far, I mean, we'll do one more here. Sure. But so far, I'm saying this first one of the reoccurring deaths and everything. I mean, obviously, the Green River Killer is the most, like, uh, realistic thing going on here. But I don't want right. to go for this, like, white, single, churchgoer <laughs> guy yeah, sure, that's, sure. like, killing women. Like, a tale as old as time. Right. Like, fuck this guy. Yeah. We're going to the first story. I think that one's the best one so far. I, I couldn't agree with you more, man. I, I think the first story. I think I think BuzzFeed killed it with the first story. Yeah. I think that's literally and figuratively and I then, think that's the, for, the best one so and then the second one for filling in the blanks of the first by giving us Oakland <laughs> oh, yeah. and then saying it's an Oakland Raiders shirt Cody we're on the same page yeah Oakland, Oakland Raiders uh, the Oakland Raiders story is my number two as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> easily <laughs> alright here we go I have been a nurse for over 20 years I've had plenty of weird creepy experiences but this one still chills me I had two older patients that I was taking care of, one in room 304 and one in room 305. If there wasn't a wall between their rooms, their headboards would have uh, been butted up to each other. The gentleman in 305 was completely nonverbal. He didn't talk. He didn't respond to any stimuli. His pupils were fixed and staring. He was physically still alive, but mentally not there at all. My patient in 304 was basically there to die, but she was completely alert and oriented. Suddenly, in the middle of the night, she took a turn for the worst. She was struggling to breathe, panicking, begging for help, but adamant that we don't do anything to save her from dying. I turned up her oxygen, called the doctor to get orders, then started doing what the doctor ordered to try to get her comfortable again. While I was administering meds, my nurse tech came to, my, uh, to the bedside next to me. In an incredulous voice, she said, You have got to go see room 305. I had another nurse stay with my patient in 304 and headed to 305. I heard him before I even walked in. He was singing in a loud, shaky, but beautiful tenor, singing about meeting God at the pearly gates and going home. I slowly walked into the room and said his name. No response. He kept singing. I grabbed his leg. No response. Still singing. I gently stuck, uh, shook his arm, but he still did not respond to me at all. He was just laying in bed, staring out at nothing and singing hymns about going home to heaven. I stood and listened for a few seconds, but I eventually went back to my dying patient. After about 25 or 30 minutes, she took her last breath. I set about doing all the things I needed to after death, but remembered my patient in 305. I went to his doorway, and all I heard was silence. I peeked my head in and looked at him. He was laying there, as usual, sta staring out at nothing, completely silent. Once my other patient passed, he stopped singing. I never heard him make another uh, sound the rest of the time I cared for him. I found the whole situation kind of beautiful, but it still freaks me out. Your new undefeated spooky <laughs> story champion. <laughs> <laughs> That's why that one's wild. That man. one got you. Yeah, because it's 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 now it's the idea of being possessed or like or just like um, not. What am I, what's the word? I'm, what's the idea I'm looking for? You know, because this guy is just laying here, non-responsive to everything, mm -hmm. but singing, singing his heart out in a very sultry, tenor uh, tone. 
uh, but looking like just vacant, like dead inside, looking straight ahead. Nothing is shaking him or he, he can't be, you know, w- woken up. Like yeah. that's that's creepy to me. And it's when the other because the thing is the situation here, too, because you're feeling the pressure of this person losing their oxygen. Yeah. Saying to let them die or whatever. And you're trying to um, save them. You're going back and forth. You're hearing this guy singing in yeah. the background yeah. who hasn't made a noise your entire time being there. Yeah. And he's now singing about going to heaven. <laughs> yeah. And then that person dies and he stops and it's done. Yeah. And never speaks again. Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. For sure. Just like even your summation of it is creepy. It feels like just because of the pressure of the situation too and how like fast you'd be thinking and like working and like, like, okay, this is urgent right now. And then that's going to make it more surreal. And then like, it would feel like everything's like spinning and going crazy. It's like when you're watching a horror movie where they're in like a haunted house and like the clocks going and the drawers oh. are going open and, and you're just like, what the hell? It's like sensory overload, yeah, right? Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. whoa, there's yeah. everything going on right now. But then there's still one central task that you have to do, but all of this stuff is spiraling around yeah. you. Be like, I gotta stay focused. Be like, I can't cause it's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was, that's pretty nuts. That one's pretty nuts. Especially again, classically it takes place in the hospital. Yeah. The hospital one. And 304 and 305, so rooms next to each other. Like, all of that scenario is very, is very disturbing. Headboards, like, yeah, same spot. Right? Likely. It's very disturbing. Yeah. So I, I, I definitely think that that's probably my new number one, I think. Yeah, it's like two people, like, almost, like, spiritually connected mm-hmm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know? Very weird. Yeah, that one's wild. Yeah. And, and I feel like we're likely... I, I feel like in our mind, I don't know if you... Uh, stand by this too but when we hear like stories for some reasons like doctors and nurses we like mm. trust you know yeah oh yeah that's why it turned into my number one because i was like oh we're in a hospital now but okay <laughs> we know this kind <laughs> everyone's of dying in that yeah, place everybody died in that place but, but because people i'm sure i would bet money on it i would bet any money you give me under the table that there's things that happen in the hospitals that we we have zero recollection of. Not recollection, sorry. That implies that we would we we would hear about it, that we don't know about. You know what I mean? Oh. Like this, just all these wild stories, just like this one, that happened to friends of ours who are nurses or doctors or family mm-hmm. members or nurses or doctors, people that work there, that they haven't mentioned to us. And I feel like this is one of those things where it's like, listen, I, if I told you this, you know. Uh, word is bond. Like this is this is yeah. this happened. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to know that. Like that's that's a lot. Because the next time you go to a hospital, you're looking into the rooms and you're you know you're a little wary. Well, yeah, yeah. and well, from my experience, everything that like because <clears throat> doctors and nurses they have to keep everything like quiet, right? Like, yeah, confidential. Yeah, yeah, confidential. But from uh, what I've heard from like the confidential stuff mm. is. Uh, a lot of stuff stuck in people's butts. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's... People you know, getting stuff I, stuck in their butt a lot. I'm going to be the voice of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I've heard the same thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the audience is like, yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're wondering if he's going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard about that too. A lot of, lot of butt stuff. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of butt, butt stuff. stuff. People yeah. getting stuck in their butt a lot. Don't If you're at home, don't put things in your butt. That, or, or don't go near anything that could go up your butt. Yeah, like put things that are supposed to go up your butt 
in your butt yeah. if you want that. Yeah. But not things that aren't supposed to go up your butt. No, man. Like a jar. Don't put a jar up your butt. Don't put a, don't put a cucumber up your butt. <laughs> These are built for your butt. Yeah. <laughs> These things aren't the things built for your butt. They're not certif- certifically or certified to go uh, in your butt. Yeah. They could get stuck. Yeah. Especially. Not like, could. They will. They, they will, will get stuck. People putting glass things in your butt. Yeah, don't put a glass Danger. in your butt. Danger. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. I don't want to see anybody or hear anybody like, oh, like, oh, I tried out a beer bottle in my butt. No. Don't do that. Don't do that. I know it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a sensation. Yeah, you're like, oh, cool, I can open up a beer bottle with my butt. No, you can't. No, you know what? <laughs> don't get you stuck can't. in there. You can't. Just you're going to get don't. the cap lost. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Don't put any um, rodents in your butt. Yeah, why would you put a rodent up your butt? Let's think about that. Let's sit, sit with it for just a second. Put, think about it. A rodent up your butt. Everyone was like, we're having a nice time listening to spooky <laughs> stories. And then we just go off on people putting things in their butt. <laughs> and just the excitement from both of us too. Like, yeah, man, butts. Yeah. I've heard it too. <laughs> so many butts. Y'all are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put your action figures in your butt. Oh, man. The, please do not. Especially like a limited edition or any variants. Don't put... <laughs> But don't put those ones are special. Don't They're put not... your San Diego Comic Con exclusive yeah. <laughs> in your butt. Don't put your, your San Diego exclusive uh, four pack up your butt. Okay, just yeah. don't. Just not even one of them. Not even four. Just don't put it up your butt. It, don't let a Transformers change into a car in your butt. It's not gonna happen. It is yeah. really not gonna happen. It, it it does not matter. And please, 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 do not put. He man up your butt because you know what he's not gonna turn. He's not by the power of Grayskull is not what they meant. They did not mean that. It's not gonna turn. I think that. Um, well, I mean, I, I I think it's always been kind of a thing. But it, the first Jackass movie, right? Like oh, you yeah. put the the toy car up his butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that started a craze. Yeah, people were into it, man. I mean, it started a craze that was more outward facing, right? Because because whatever people are doing, whatever fetishes and whatever and whatnot they were doing in the privacy of their own homes. Yeah. Or parties or whatever, but now you have it on national display in the theater, and everybody's like, "Oh, you can do that? No, man, no, you can't do that." <laughs> he you was can't. in pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not a good look. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh man, is that how we end this now? Do we go to improv after that, or do we do another story? I, I don't know. We just did improv. <laughs> that was our improv. Yeah, we just. Did our improv. <laughs> Maybe we'll do one more. We okay. went a lot about butt. Yeah. We need to get back to the yeah. the scary of it all. Yeah, let's remind you guys why we were originally here. Yeah, we'll do one more and then we'll go into some improv. Yeah, this one's about a scary, spooky butt. Yeah. I was coming home from work one night in college. This thing was in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> And I remembered it was Valentine's Day. Uh-oh. Oh, jeez. This might, this might go there. This yeah. might actually go there. Oh, I hope it doesn't. <laughs> I was tired after work, so I got home and went right to sleep. I woke up in the middle of the night to my roommate knocking on my bedroom door, telling me that someone was trying to open our back door. I woke up and let her into my room, and we peeked outside together from my bedroom window, where we could see police lined up with their lights on in front of the house. Okay, so this is already going to be a real... Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm already freaked out. Yeah. We called 911 to see if the dispatcher would tell us what was going on. She let me know that a man had attacked a woman with a machete. He was running from the cops through backyards, and he was probably in ours now. 
we then saw a bunch of cops with their guns drawn and a canine officer walking down our driveway, kick down our fence and release the dog, catching this man and arresting him in our backyard. Whoa. So it actually happened. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Okay. The creepiest part happened the next morning. What? We went to look at the damage to the fence and we saw a bloody handprint on our white back door. I'll never forget that. Yeah. Okay. Is that, is that the end of it? Yeah. So that one's probably now the, uh, that one might be number two. It's either number one or number two because the, the creep factor of having the cops there and then knowing that somebody, there's a potential of some killer or somebody who's attacked somebody else that's very close to mm-hmm. your vicinity, to your home. And not only that, they catch the person. So it's true that person was that close. And then on top of that, you go to sleep finally. I'm sure it took it took a bit. It would take me a bit for sure. You see the bloody handprint. That's a lot, man. Like that that would freak me out. That's a lot. Because all the evidence is there. Like it all happened. Yeah. Some other stuff is hard for us to define in our brains because it's because it's beyond us, right? Yeah. But this you visually saw you it all. Visually saw it. You saw the person that's attacking people with a machete. Yes. And you know, don't send the dog after it. Just like, well, uh, what do you think he's gonna machete the dog? Is that where you're going? Yeah, I think so. I don't think they're. I don't think. I think that they to. consciously sent that dog knowing <laughs> that he could get macheted. No, dude. They wouldn't do that on purpose. They did it because the dog. Think, be... The guy's macheteing people. You don't think he's gonna machete a dog attacking him? Yeah, because because I mean, <laughs> because people would take a second. If I saw somebody with a machete, if I'm law enforcement saw somebody with a machete, but like, uh, there'd be a, a split second, a hair of a second of a reaction. Yeah. Before I do something, an animal is just gonna come at you. Regard, there's no hesitation. Yeah. So that animal's just coming at you. I don't think. That guy with the machete is going to be fast enough to react. And the, the animals, aren't they, like, trained to, like, bite where the Some thing is or, or whatever? Like, oh, yeah, where the probably. arm is, probably? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. And I guess it's better than, like, because the thing is that, like, uh, what are problems with, uh, like, police officers, like, well, weapon shoot, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you send a dog, then it's like, boom, like, get the guy. And yeah. then it's like, oh, even if that wasn't the guy, it'd be like, oh, shit, like, yeah. like we're sorry about that. But, I mean, if if that's the case, mm-hmm. the case is he is fast enough to um, to react to a dog coming at him. Then you have evidence that this person is real. Yeah. And and then now now it's like you got to call in the helicopters. You got to call like you got to start calling in people. Yeah. Well, I I think it's at the expense of a dog though. Yeah. Like what you're saying is at the expense of this dog. Listen, I'm not. And he's wishing, a good boy. I'm not wishing upon. I'm not wishing it upon the dog. The dog's a good boy. Thought he was the best boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if it got to that. Then it's then it's something yeah. But now we bad. got more evidence against this guy, and, yeah. it, and it only took the dog. And no, it's yeah. And listen, cops hate when their partners go down. If that, if it's an animal, oh man, it's yeah. it's it's a rat. Our most prolific officer, yes, in Canada is Hudson and Rex. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I think I'm guessing that Rex is the dog, <laughs> but it could be Hudson. It could be a little play. I don't know how funny the writers are around here. Yeah, hey, listen, uh, shout out to all those uh, all those '80s kids that know, you know, Junkyard and Mutt from GI Joe. A lot of people were confused at the beginning, which one's Junkyard, which one's Mutt. 
Uh, you can guess or you can Google it for yourself, but I know which is which, and it's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that uh, really tells the tale. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's a scary story. I mean, that that's the kind of thing we think about all the time, and I think that, uh, like, I know for me anyways, like, if I'm, like, home alone or something like that, or if I'm, like, oh, I'm, like, going to bed and I know that I'm alone in the house, I'm, like, mm-hmm. let's... Sometimes I'll even be like, okay, let's double check and lock these doors mm-hmm. up again. I feel I feel that way whenever um, whenever there's like an Airbnb or I'm out with some friends or whatever the case may be. But if it's in the country, so I'm outside of the city and it's just dark and stars, mm-hmm. but like nothing immediately around the house other than some trees and maybe, you know, obviously the deck and, and whatever the thing is. But the property is huge. Yeah. You can only hear cars every once in a while on the road that's that's when i freak out the most like that's when i have the the most unrestful rest that's where my my parents live in a place with like no neighbors or anything yeah hard pass Big. i'm never going to your parents house <laughs> come on no, zero chance <laughs> zero chance they're inviting I you i don't care how good their wet food is i'm yeah. not going to your parents they go to church every day yeah. they have wet food yeah, no i'm not going God, they, not yes going they cool. happen to live by the green river uh, <laughs> Sure, a lot of coincidences. Yeah. It's weird because they're also Oakland Raiders fans. Yeah. Uh, nobody's had the heart to tell them that they've moved to Vegas. But <laughs> my dad wears a really long Oakland shirt that's flowing. Oh man! Well, on that note, we got a story to tell. Yeah, we do. We both drew positions beforehand. Um, Nigel, do you want to reveal what you drew? Yes, I drew the celebrity. Yes, so I go to a random celebrity generator. It's going to give you four options. You have to appear as one of these celebrities at some point during the story. Fantastic. You have Nina Dobrev. What? Nina Dobrev? <laughs> yeah. Who's that? She's a uh, Toronto actor, actually. Uh, Vampire Diaries and stuff. Like oh, that. yeah. Nina Do- Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. Shah Rukh Khan. Okay. I would suggest him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very good chance, yeah. Seth Rogen. Oh, okay. All right. And Liv Tyler. Oh, boy. Okay. Which, uh, Liv Tyler, um, my uh, my mom uh, met my uh, partner over the holidays and everything like that. Yeah. And said that, like, my partner really looks like Liv Tyler. Sick. And But she never says it right. She she's always <laughs> calls her Liv Taylor. Right, so, yeah, and it's yeah. the first thing that she brings up now. She's like, "Oh, you got to meet like Cody's girlfriend. She looks just like Liv Taylor." <laughs> Everybody's on board until the Taylor part. They're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Liv Taylor. Oh, she's gorgeous. She looks like Liv Taylor. Liv Taylor. All right. <laughs> um, so that's all I think of when I see. <laughs> so I get to pick one of those four. Yep. Um, I might go with uh, our boy Seth Rogen. I think Seth Rogen, yeah, because that's he's on just, the wall. Yeah, he's on the wall exactly. Because I think he's the, the one that I know the most. Yeah, you don't know uh, Shah Rukh Khan. So let's go with the let's go with the story. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and I drew the narrator, so I'll be leading the story. It can also be characters within the story as well, an abandoned narration, uh, which you might see today, or it's just gonna be Nigel as Seth Rogen. <laughs> monologuing um you can also be other characters as well in the story you don't have to just be seth rogan he just has to appear yeah i planned on that yeah (laughs) Yeah, don't don't worry this is a short-lived cameo all right i'm gonna go for uh word for us today okay and it's saying bacon 
bacon. Okay, now, okay, let me, to do this impression, um, I mean, it's not going to be accurate, but I haven't heard Seth Rogen's voice in a while. So can I request just to hear, like, uh, his voice one time, like, quickly? Yeah. You know okay. what? What? You kind of, you have, I think your, like, voice and, like, tone has the tools for Seth Rogen. Right, yes. I think there's, like, some similarities there. I think, I think I agree. That's why I was like, okay, if I could just hear, you know, one of his things as an improviser, you know that sometimes we just need one go-to word that yeah, can yeah. transform us into uh, someone or something. Yeah. Uh, so let me just look him up real quick just to see. Uh, yeah. You're just going to watch Knocked Up real quick while yeah. we wait for you on air. Yeah, just going to watch <laughs> Pineapple Express real yeah. quick and then uh, and see where this goes. All right, let's see. What was the, when was the last time you watched a Seth Rogen movie? I feel like it's been a while. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, when was the last time? I don't, it'd probably be like, I, yeah, I don't know. I honestly can't tell you. You know when, like, uh, yeah, it, it. I can't really think of it myself. But well, I watched. Uh, I rewatched Neighbors the other. Like, kind of watched it. Like, I had it in the background. Okay. Um, but I had it once before, and I don't know if you've ever had this, where you like. You do an impression of somebody, and sometimes you like absolutely nail it, but then you can never do it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. and like everyone's like, "Whoa!" Yeah. And then like you've lost it. You don't know how you got there. No idea. Yeah, I had the zone. Yeah, yeah, I was in the movie. I think it was actually when I was in the movie theater to watch Observe and Report. Yeah, <laughs> I did like I, a Seth Rogen impression, and my friends were like, "Holy shit!" And then at, by the end of the movie, I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I like did it before, and yeah. then a whole movie went, and I had no idea how I got there. Ninety minutes later, you were you're done. Yeah, it was, it was a wrap on Cody's impression. Yeah, wow. it's over. Wow, short short fame, short lived fame. Yeah. All right, let me just let me listen to this and see uh, see what we got here. Okay. Uh, have, have the audience listen to this specific clip that you're listening to yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. Hold on one second. Let me uh, skip this ad because your boy's not paying for the premium. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to. Oh, America. That's what I've learned. We have houseplant cornhole and a hammock. It's lovely out here. I've never napped out here. I'm not a big napper in general, I'll say. Napping ruins my whole day. I don't recover from a nap. Shall we head in? Okay. All right. So you kind of got it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think I kind of got it. Yeah. I can't wait for you to just talk about napping. Because yeah, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, cornhole and cornhole napping. And napping. <laughs> yeah, somehow cornhole and napping are going like, to find I know how he says cornhole now, yeah. and I know how he says napping, and yeah. I can't figure out the rest. Yeah, I'm going to crush this impression. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the spooky bacon with Seth Rogen. Okay, love it. This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Spooked, S-P-O-O-K-E-D, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's right. Day is Va coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm -hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have That's a Valentine. Right. You know, and the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, mm -hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while uh, doing planning and, do mm -hmm. and putting things together. That really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. 
It, uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions. Exactly. Yeah. Just open up your Open uh, it up and get it started right there. Yeah. In bed. Perfect. You can still wear your jammies just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's all uh, online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person, and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person, and it's more of a connection. No! Do online. Do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com slash spooked to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Today. The pan just sizzles with bacon burning on it, smoke going everywhere. No person in sight until suddenly the bathroom door flies open. Seth Rogen was on the toilet this entire time. I'm going to tell you one thing. I just cornholed that toilet. <laughs> I just I cornholed that toilet. If you don't know what that... Does anybody... Who else has cornholed that to- toilet? Huh? Oh? Okay. Wow. I cornholed it. <clears throat> what the hell was that? Seth Rogen thought he was alone. He starts checking through all the bedrooms, looking in his giant house that's filled with smoke. Hello? 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 The bacon's still on. (laughs) Okay, come out here. That's not very funny, whoever this is. Turn off the oven. I can't breathe in here. Uh, Oh, okay. If I turn it off, then you'll leave, right? Well, I'd like to say yes, but I'd be lying. I've been in here the whole time. I don't think I'm allowed to leave. Uh, okay. I'm, if you can see me, I'm going to go over to the oven. <laughs> and then I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn it off. I'm turning it off. I'm turning the oven off. It's off. It turns off. Seth Rogen starts waving the smoke away, and as he's <coughs> waving it away from him, he just sees an outline of a figure in the smoke. Holy shit. I think that you've finally seen me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I see all of you. Well, most of you. I mean, you are a ghost? Or a ghost? I'm not really sure. Ooh, that cornhole did something to me fierce. <clears throat> I really... I know that I haven't made myself present before, but I really hate smoke, and usually... Well, actually, there's a lot of smoke in your house. That's all I do is smoke. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> That's all I do. But uh, I thought this time I'd be able to smell bacon and then go on with my day before you uh, lit up over there, but not today. Not today. You ruined my special morning. Well, well, I'm, s- I'm sorry I didn't... I didn't realize I wasn't alone in my own place. I mean, 
Is there something I can do? Can I offer you some bacon? I can't eat it. I can't eat anything. I can smell things, but I can't taste things. Hey, you can, can you smell what I just did in that bathroom? <laughs> Unfortunately, it, yes. I And i that's where I live, too, in oh, the bathroom. What? Oh, what? Yeah, I, oh, I sleep in your tub. Wait, how long have you been sleeping in my tub? Well, I, for eternity. What? So that's not even my tub, then. That's yours. Yes, I've lived in that tub a lot longer than you've taken your little baths. Whoa. Which, then I move to the toilet and I pretend like we're sitting next to each other when you're taking a bath. Oh. Huh. That makes sense, then. And you have all your little action figures around the tub. Yeah, you like those? <laughs> yeah, they're pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, when I bought this tub from the vintage store in the... In the vintage district. Yeah, a vintage tub, never a good idea. But I'm glad that you have like this kind of like the standing, the legs and everything. Yeah, yeah. And the wheels on it are weird and it kind of like unhooks from the wall and you just kind of drift off a little bit when it gets too wet. Yeah, that was my idea. That's (laughs) honestly not a great idea. And it it kind of makes me a little bit scared because sometimes it moves on me in the night too. Oh, and ghosts get scared too. Wait, what? Ghosts get scared? What? What could you possibly be scared of? You guys are the purveyors of scared. You guys are the servers of scared. You guys are the ones that we write scared about. Well, yes, maybe, but we're still scared that you know, like someone might come in the house with a machete or. Oh. That, but sometimes you don't remember to lock the doors and. The machete ghost killer. Yeah, he's that like a kind of like a, a van house. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. This sounds a little bit more like I should maybe write this down. We're scared of demons too. Really? Yes. I've had this reoccurring dream that I wake up and the bathtub's filled with water, and when I go and I look down at my junk in the water, uh-huh. there's just a, a devil's face. Wow. What does the devil's face look like? I'm going to guess it probably looks like the owner of the Oakland Raiders. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, right that's exactly right, actually, unfortunately, yes. Hmm. Okay. You know what? Maybe I should write some of this down because this could make for a good movie. Okay. Oh, I could be a ghost writer. Wow. <laughs> I should have seen that one coming. It sent you right up. Hmm. So... Where were you originally? When this bathtub was in a different place, where was that? It was in the antique store, and before that, yeah. it was in a little house oh. in Amityville. Whoa, horror. That's right. I, 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 I was... I wasn't a part of the Amityville horror. Okay. I want to make it clear. Okay. I didn't. I didn't make it. All those dads do those things. <laughs> okay. But I did hide in the bathtub as the scary demons that kind of looked like the guy I see in the bathtub in my dreams. Oh yeah, your dreams. I skipped right over that. Of course. Huh. You've seen a lot and been through a lot, huh? Oh yeah, I I died. I died. It. Um, in the 1600s. That was my next question. What did you die of? I, I, I died of putting a beer bottle in my butt. What? 
<laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it, oh, it's what? It's similar to what you call a beer bottle now. Maybe it was like a glass vase at the time or something <laughs> like that. But it's like a similar shape. So I want to have you relate. Okay. No, I... It makes sense. I think I I think I understand what you're talking about. It's wow. embarrassing. I didn't want to. Listen, you're not the only one. I should tell you right now, in the 20th century, all we do is stick things up our butts. I've been in your room. Yeah, I know. Okay, fine. I'll be more specific. All I do is stiff, stuff things up my butt. You know, I used to be a prolific man. A prolific man. Mm. Not just a man. A prolific man. Oh, okay. Mm. Do tell. Well, I used to be the best, best surgeon <laughs> the in best. the 1600s. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I would do things like um, stick things in people's butts. Whoa. Uh, d- that's not really surgery. That's just you exper- experimenting. I mean, what are you doing? I, w- I would take it out, too, like surgery. <laughs> I've so watched the documentaries you put on the TV, and it seemed very similar to what I've done, mm-hmm. and people knew me for it there. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. So you really were a doctor that would put stuff in people's butts, but also take it out of their butt, and everybody was kosher with it. Yep. People would come to me. They wouldn't call me doctor, but they'd call me by my name. Which is... Heyman Loudcastle. Okay, there it is. Heyman Loudcastle. All right, well, I'm Seth. Very nice to meet you. I'm interested to hear more about butt stuff. (laughs) I thought you would. I thought you would. I've been waiting, actually, to speak up because I thought our interests are kind of aligned. Mm -hmm. I see that you're doing the stuff yourself. There's no one you can go to for it these days. I mean, there is, but I don't want to pay that much money. I got a lot of money. Back then, I had like an old wooden sign that had a Heyman Loudcastle on it. It would blow in the wind. It would do a (laughs) creaking and everything like that. And people would know, okay, we'll go on to him, especially stormy days. They did a lot on stormy days. I think it was like, oh, let's have a, a day in and Heyman Loudcastles. <laughs> but what, what, how did you, I don't even understand what the practice could be for this. Uh, well, I mean, I, I did like, people paid. People paid money for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that now when I look at like what the world's turned into, all the different inventions since... My time, you know. Right. I'm seeing things. I'm like, oh, like even, for example, that pen in your hands as you're writing this down. Mm-hmm. That would have been good. Oh, I think that would have been a little sharp. It probably would have went up a little too easy, am I right? It was better than the, the ink feather I used to use. That would, also, that would tickle, and then people would start kicking like a, <laughs> like a back-end kick. I'm really taken aback by this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the thing that was good about it mm-hmm. was that they were in a place with a professional that did it safely and having a second person to do it safely. That makes sense. We called it safe injection sites back then. Oh, yeah. Our is safe that, injection sites are a lot different. Is now. that different? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Safe injection sites now are more, you know, people that have addictions of sorts. And, um, I mean, it's drugs. It's well, drugs. I wouldn't call it a, a, what I did a drug or an addiction. or an It might be an addiction. People, once they have that sensation, sometimes they like to stay on that. 
Interesting, interesting. But I mean, the, the thing is that I wish there was another Heyman Loudcastle out there or I wouldn't have died, basically, because I did it myself and look what happened. Maybe there's something from the antique store that I could get that is from a relative of yours or something. Oh. So I don't know. Maybe we, yeah, maybe we do that. We go back to the antique store that I originally found you from and maybe there's an item there that's attached to a family member that you can, I don't know, have a pal with or something. Oh, yeah. A family member that's maybe as prolific as I. And we can get along, and I'd have someone to talk to, and I'd have someone to do things with. Because honestly, uh, I mean, not interacting for this long has been hard. Well, let's talk about some of the friends that you used to have when you were alive and sticking things in people's butts by way of your doctoring. I had old uh, John Hamcroft, who I'd put a candle up his butt, and I'd light it, and then it would slowly melt. Wow. Okay. John Hancroft. That seemed that seemed dangerous. <laughs> Honestly, now that I'm saying it out loud, that one was dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> yes, that sounds very dangerous. I used to be a good whittler too. I don't like where this one's going. So I w- I would whittle things. Oh, you know, I'd whittle like objects that could go in butts. Yeah, like maybe an apple. Yeah, or like a, or like a swirly tail. Oh, swirly tail. Yeah, like I saw like a pig's tail, and I was like, oh, I wonder if I could do something swirly. So then I would just like turn it in, and it would go in like a like a cork. Yep, that visually helps, and <laughs> also visually hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I did that. I I remember actually this one's you're gonna find really interesting. I remember whittling at one point what looks like an iPhone today. Okay, And like, I don't want to say the idea was stolen or anything like that, but I was a bit of an innovator. I whittled a thing and then I would carve in like little icons, what you call them icons now. I used to call them uh, clickadoos. Okay. Yeah. And I would, I would whittle those in. I would do little designs, little logos and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, like some of them would, um, you couldn't actually click them. Right. But I would imagine that, like, a little game would come up, you know, like, um, like a bury a friend or bury a friend. Yeah, it's a game. It was a fun little childhood game we used to play here. Bury a friend, uh-huh. throw some sand on a friend if dead or alive. They'd be leave them. You think you could bring back a relative of mine? Yeah, I think I'm going to go to the store and, you know, why don't you hang out here? And <laughs> then I'll go to the vintage store and see if I can bring something back. Is there anything that would be, like, you know, um, nostalgic to you or something that I should look for, like a Ooh, vase or like... I used to have this amazing shovel that I used to bury all of my friends with. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Are you a murderer? <laughs> Were you a murderer? I wouldn't murder people per se, but I would knock them out and bury them alive. So they would, they were, I didn't kill them, just the copious amounts of sand on top would. Okay. Um, let me ask something maybe a little closer to home. Are you capable of murdering a human being? A live one? <laughs> Trust me, I've been trying. Um, Who's you? 
Yeah, if you saw a floating pillow over your head. Every, at least five times a week. Yeah, the problem was that I couldn't put the pressure on it. I could just get it on your face. Yeah, it kind of felt like a warm hug from an angel, actually. Yeah, but I used to do that with all my friends, so you should be honored that we felt that close. And Thank you. Stuff, yeah. All right, good talk. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take this bacon off the oven, or off the stove. Uh, I shouldn't put in the... Don't touch my oven. Uh, I'm going to take the bacon off the stove, you know, maybe put in some paper towel, and then I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the vintage shop. Maybe I can find something for you. <laughs> that bacon is so burnt that I don't think you need the paper towel to degrease it at this point. I forgot I was cooking it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so there Seth Rogen went off to the vintage store to try to find a cure to his little ghost problem. Uh, hello hey um sorry i thought your door had one of the little ding i expected a bell i just kept opening the door and it's just it was very silent so i guess it wasn't yeah no i couldn't uh, i couldn't hear anything i just saw you opening and closing the door over and over again yeah so i decided to look up a little bit right listen i have a little bit of a ghost problem so i'm Mm. i'm trying to see if do you have anything in here that was maybe owned or inhabited by somebody that has died. Uh, literally everything. Right. Everything in here is, yes. Um, everything I've ever sold is haunted. Oh. Some dangerous, some moderately dangerous, some very dangerous. Okay. But uh, everything verges on dangerous. That's what I deal with. Um... Man, I forget what he asked. I was looking for. Um, did you buy me? Did you buy something from me? Yes, yes. I'm the guy who bought the tub from you. Well, I guess I could rank what you got uh, for me based off of like dangerous to moderately dangerous to very dangerous. Yeah, I got the tub. I got a tub with little legs. Oh my god! What? What? You, you got him in Loudcastle. Yeah. Oh, you are in some trouble oh, now. What do you mean? Well, Haman Loudcastle was what they used to call the barrier. Oh, (laughs) the bathtub barrier? The bathtub barrier. He would bury his friends and then cry himself to sleep in a bathtub, filling it with his own tears every night. Because he did have empathy. He did. I'll give him that. But he was sick. He kept doing it over and over again. He thought of himself as a bit of a doctor. He keeps calling himself prolific. He doesn't even know what that means, (laughs) let alone a doctor. Yeah, he used to... um, Stick things in uh, people's butts. Yeah, that's that's him. Really? That's him. Oh, he's told you all of this. Yeah, he has. That he... means he's getting more powerful. What? The more powerful he gets, the more confident it comes through. The more he's willing to speak about everything because okay. he knows okay. that you're already at your end. Okay, okay. Then, then what? Then what thing? What item in here can I get that will either take away his power or maybe just send him out of the house? That doesn't matter to me. Well, I mean, the thing that I would take is, you see that sharp object on the wall over there? Yeah. He might have told you he fears someone with a machete coming into his house. He does. 
Yes, that would be because that machete there is haunted by the only man that ever tried to stop him. Okay. It, How much is it? It's... You really need it? Yeah. $10,000. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the, the ghost was a mayor of the time in the 1600s, you see. Okay. They had mayors. They had... He was mayor. And his name was... Mayor Edward... Mm -hmm. Sharpener. Edward Sharpener. It's kind of on the nose, but okay. <laughs> you know what? This is... The machete of justice. That's right. And then when that ghost gets there, there'll probably be a huge battle back and forth of them two going at it. Okay. Well, will I be able to sleep or take a dump? Which I, like I, to say, I would well. throw it in your house, go on vacation, come back <laughs> two weeks later, and just see what chaos has ensued. Done and done. How would you like to pay me? Did you take e-transfer? Yeah, you transfer. I'm sure you have the money, Mr. Roken. Yeah, I do. What's your email address? It is big, mm -hmm. bountiful, mm -hmm. antiques mm -hmm. at AOL.com. Whoa, I don't know if this is going to work, but I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> And, oh, it's come through. And sent. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, okay, all came, right. Well, yeah, thank you very us. much. Um, I guess we're going to have a, a machete party at my place. <laughs> You're more than welcome <laughs> to come. Oh, wow, a big Hollywood party for me. Yeah. I never thought I would see the day. You see that um, one time um, Ben Stiller came in here. Oh, <laughs> Ben Stiller, yeah, my uh, buddy. Yeah he, yeah, he opened the door and he said, you guys got coffee, and I was like, Oh, it's clearly dusty old furniture and cobwebs. Yeah, he, he has a tendency to mistaken uh, items that are in stores for something that they uh, aren't. So, yeah. and then I was like, "No, we don't." And he and he said, "I was in Meet the Fockers," and I was like, "What? You're just mentioning that one?" And then he was gone. Classic Ben. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'd love to stay, but I gotta go. See you later, Mister Rogan, and good luck. So there, Seth went. He ran into the house, threw the machete through his window, <laughs> breaking the glass behind it, and he went on vacation. Meanwhile, in the house, the machete hit. Oh my god, what is that? Went through the window. Um, um, Seth, was that you? Are you there? Mm -mm. It's me, the mayor. Who, who let you in here? No, I thought I locked the doors. You didn't need to because somebody threw me in the window. Oh, yeah, I did a double check of the lock. Uh, the window. Uh, um, you, you, you put that machete down. Oh, that's not going to happen. I've been looking for you for a very long time. What if, what if, what if I helped you out a little bit? Oh, I think we are past help. We are now in the world of death. <laughs> <laughs> Vote for me! <laughs> Suddenly the mayor cuts off both of his ghost arms. Ooh, how does that feel? It doesn't feel good. Mm, it shouldn't. It, but it doesn't hurt as much as it would if they were human arms. That's also true. Yeah. I would imagine. Or well, maybe it's okay. I don't know. I guess I never got my arms cut off in real life. <laughs> no, you didn't. But you should have because you hurt a lot of patrons. 
But, yeah, but they were all voters of you. They were. We had a deal, but you broke that deal. And so now you've got to pay. No. <laughs> Cuts off his head. Oh. Hmm. Didn't really work out as well as I thought it would. Well, anyways, another de- another de- another job done by the mayor. Yes, it was very easy for the mayor. He almost immediately solved the problem. And Seth Rogen came in two weeks later to the mayor just sitting on his couch with the decapitated ghost body parts all around. Ooh, I put my luggage here and my little baggage. Oh, hello. Hey, have you ever been to Cabo before? You should. Ew, it's fantastic. No, I've never even heard of Cabo. But I should let you know, I have heard... Of a one but doctor who is now no longer a threat to you. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate your help. No problem. No problem indeed. Now, <clears throat> we should go over some ground rules since I'll be staying here for a while. Wait, um, what? I, I only... You see, my plan was to... Uh, by you to help me clear the, well, the butt doctor, and then, I don't know, maybe sell you back to, you are very expensive. Do you know how much you cost? You are very expensive. Well, that, my good man, is on you. So, what do we have to eat around here? Uh, you like bacon? <laughs> no. Okay. Now on CBS, My Ghost is a Roommate, starring Seth Rogen. Spooked. <laughs> that was a scary story. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a scary story. There's no surprisingly no weed in it. No. You know, you'd think Seth would mention weed at some point. Weird that CBS is picking up another ghost show. You know what? They're just they're they're putting all their eggs in one ba- <laughs> one ghostly basket. In one ghostly basket. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, not a lot of weed. I mean, it was alluded to that he smoked a lot. Oh, alluded to, 100%, right off the top, too. So we got that out the way. Yeah, we got yeah. it out the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Nigel, let's do some plugs. Where can everybody follow you? <sighs> Just getting some odd <laughs> Um, Hey, man, you can follow me on uh, Instagram at Nigel underscore Downer. I'm starting to refresh my, uh, my account. You can also follow me. On my hat account, that's right, I have a hat account, I have too many hats, and people keep asking me, hey, how many hats you got? And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to post them. The hat account is also on uh, Instagram, it is called at Exclusi, E-X-C-L, O-O-S-I-E, E-X-C-L-O-O-S-I-E, it's also linked to my um to my personal IG account. So you can, you can find it there. Click on it. Check out the hats that I'm posting. I got to post some, some today, actually. Uh, where else? You can find me on CBS Ghosts with our good host here, our, our fantastic friend, moderator, uh, narrator, Cody Kane. Um, yeah, and I'm around. I'm around. I, I, I'm performing in, in spots now very randomly. I was in Oakville not too long ago, and that mm. was fantastic. So I'm around. I'm performing, and I'm, I'm doing the thing. So, yeah. Amazing. And you can see a full profile on Nigel with direct links to those social medias as well as the other podcasts he's done on the network on the sonarnetwork.com as well as go to the Sonar shop. You can buy a shirt whether you believe in ghosts or don't believe in ghosts. We have a shirt for you and spooked. Spooked.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.